Well, good morning. I cannot believe that we've had as much rain as we had. Uh, I knew I was moving to the desert nearly 10 years ago. I had no idea that it would turn into like a tropical, beautiful jungle, which I know all of you have at your house as well. It's amazing. It only takes just a little water and those weeds will just start shooting right up. Well, we talked about last week what worship really is, and and I showed you, I, I googled and showed you the first 15 pictures of what worship was according to Google, and that of course is the defining um, dictionary that we have as far as anything that is true and important and right. And this is one of the pictures that we showed, what exactly is worship, and according to Google, this is it. The hands raised, the neon lights, the fog machines, the people up on stage rocking it out, and I'm not here uh, to really preach against that at all. I'm just suggesting that what if, what if worship is beyond what we see, whether it looks like that, or maybe it looks something a little like this. Maybe this is what worship is, or you say, well, that's a little too much. Let's just go with the, man, this is sensitive today. What if it's just a group of people, they have the chorus up there, they're singing, they've got the, the neon scarves going on. Maybe, maybe that really is worship. I keep doing this. Okay, what if this is worship? What is people? Some people will define worship as something like this. Others, I'm going to get it right this time. Maybe they think this is what worship is. Now, I want to suggest that what we have seen up here is worship, but it's only a small portion of what worship really is. I, I want to suggest that worship is something so much bigger than what we see here, or even what we have here. For those of you who have found time to get out when we had this quarantine and you were able to find yourselves alone in a place like this, man, this can be a place of worship, but, but can worship happen? outside of a, a sanctuary or an auditorium? Can it even happen beyond being on top of a mountain? Maybe for some of us, this is what we think of worship. And I'm not here to say it's not worship. I think, when I think of worship, this is one of the things that I think of. But what if worship is something more than just an audible, verbal expression that happens in a pew or up on a mountain? What if worship is something more than that? And as we look back through Scripture last week, we noticed, Worship almost was never used in the context of corporate, a corporate setting where people had gathered together. In fact, over and over again, and we're going to look at it in class today, that worship happened in very raw, real, and, and even humbling ways. That worship isn't just about sitting in a pew from 9 to 10 once a week, but it's something that is even far beyond that. But what I want to talk about just a little bit more this morning, and we talked about, we introduced in classes, what brought us to a point where we assume that worship always happens in, in a setting where there is Hands raised and fog machines 
neon lights when it's exciting and it's joyful and we say that's worship why would we google worship we don't have people on their faces on the ground brokenhearted because somewhere we got away from the idea that worship is about who God is and sometimes we make worship about what he has done for us and when that happens, we stop thinking about the awesomeness of God and we instead think about what He's done for us. And I came across uh, this illustration and I absolutely love it. And you may or may not like it, but I came across this. This is the evolution of worship right here. The worship evolution. And as we look back from Scripture, you look at this first one on the far left, and as we saw over and over and over again, 254 different times in the Bible, the word worship is used. We talked about the Hebrew and Greek, and both of them specifically talk about the bowing down, about being prostrate, about the, the face to the ground, the, the, the kissing the hand, or as the dog might lick the master's hand that was what worship was considered biblically and you talk about when was worship in the Old Testament it was when Abraham was heading up to the mountain to offer his son as a sacrifice that was worship as Hannah found herself face down on the ground in the temple just her heart out to God because she was so broken and she was barren and the Old Testament said this is worship and on into the New Testament worship was not talked about in the form of people were coming together with excitement and joy celebration for what God has done or was doing or how they were blessed but it was instead worship in almost every instance was a humbling themselves before God and so we see that over the course of several thousand years our idea of worship has changed. Again, I'm not here to tell you that worship cannot look like, oh, my, my laser's go, going dead. I'm not here to say that this isn't worship. I believe that there are some people gathered together and their worship might be holding a guitar. Their worship might be kicking a soccer ball. Their worship might be standing in front of a class teaching. Their worship might be in a hospital at the bedside of someone. I think worship is just so much bigger. But I think we've reduced it to it's something that happens over here to the right. But I think from the Bible we see that worship is something so, so much more. And I think we need to break out of the mold of the idea of worship being something that's happening right here and right now. And we've done it to ourselves. But I just want to challenge all of you to stop asking the question, when is worship over? And if you get asked that question, don't you dare say, well, around 10 a.m. Because your worship will last throughout this week. So, 
I have my own picture of what I think worship is. Uh, and it's not the, the craziness or the excitement of what happens whilst just singing. But I think it might look a little more like this. This is what I believe worship really is. And, and what you can kind of see on here in this picture, you have this mountain. And I don't think... I don't want you to confuse this with, I'm not suggesting that worship is a, a continual progression where you get better and better and better. That's, that's not my point. In fact, if I could change one thing about this picture, I think I would have this road circle back around and go right back here again. Because I think worship is not about getting to a certain place, but it is about the journey. And one of the reasons I like this picture is because you see a lot of wines and, and there's some places that it goes uphill and there's other places that it goes downhill. And there's some places where you can see that your worship is basking in the sunlight and other times you're hidden in the cleft of that rock. Because worship is something that we do to honor God for who He is every day. Your worship is not just in here. Your worship will extend far beyond. And so biblically, what I want to do this morning is I just want to look at what exactly is worship. We talked a little bit about this last week as we were going through the different passages in which worship is used. And now we are going to take an extended look at one of my favorite, favorite chapters in the Bible. And I have a lot of them. I'm not going to lie. I have a lot of chapters. Almost any time I read from the Bible, I will preface it by saying, I think this might be my favorite scripture. So I'm going to say it again. This might be my favorite scripture. And I want to challenge all of you. For those of you who think, you know what? Things might be changing in the next few weeks. We've talked about mask mandates and maybe shutting down. You may be blessed with more time at home than you thought you would have. And I don't know anything about that, but if there is, I've got something to fill your time. You can sit down and start reading Romans chapter 12 over and over again. Because what I think this is, is Paul does a fantastic job of listing what worship is. But I want you to help me along with this, okay? And so here's what's going to happen. We're going to have what we kind of recall, what we call a responsive reading. And I've made it pretty simple. I've put it up here. Your words are in yellow. Okay, mine are in white. And so all I have done, I have not edited or changed anything. This is Romans chapter 12. I'm going to read a portion of Romans chapter 12. And all I want you to say is, this is worship. This is worship. Because I don't want us to walk away from here thinking that worship is simply just us being here right now. And I think Paul does a really good job of this. So let's start out. Therefore I urge you brothers and sisters. In view of God's mercy. To offer your bodies as living sacrifices. Holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Okay I want to pause. Every once in a while I'm going to pause. And I want to talk a little bit about this. Offering your bodies as living sacrifices. Now, 
Folks, I'm a city slicker. I didn't grow up around big animals. The only big animals I ever see is when I go to a steakhouse. And they've been made much smaller than they are normally in their living state. But what it takes for a, an animal to become a living sacrifice is that it has to give up its life. It has to give up everything. Paul was suggesting here that it's not just a simple, I'm going to give up once and for all. It is a daily choice to give up. Every day you are a living sacrifice. You pour yourself out for people around you. And in a, a time and place where we're always talking about rights and what we deserve and what we should have, it was far, far worse as Paul was writing this. All the hardship, the political angst. I mean, this was a time when, when Christians were being persecuted. They were being run out of Jerusalem. And Paul doesn't say, you got to stand up and fight for your rights. This is what you deserve as a citizen. Instead, he says, offer your bodies as living sacrifices. Well, how about this? Do not conform to the patterns of this world. We're not here to do what everyone else does. We are going to be different but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Okay, get ready. I, I want you to know it's about to get a whole lot harder. Okay, we're walking away from the kind of theological lofty and we're getting to the, the very real. For by the grace given to me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought. That's worship. Not just the singing. It's not putting yourself too high, but instead, rather, think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each one of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not have the same function, so in Christ, though many, we form one body. Isn't that cool? Worship is us coming together as one body. I love talking about this. If you've ever uh, been at a wedding that, that I've officiated at, this is something that I like to talk about. I love to talk about how our body, though we have all different parts, okay, we all come together. I'm sure Michael Cheney has done this a lot. He's in his shop. He's doing some work. He's holding a, a piece of material. He's got the hammer, and bam, the hammer hits the thumb. What happens next? What does, what does, here's what happens, because Michael's a weird guy. His finger comes up, points at the thumb, and says, ha, 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 look at you, you big dummy. You should have moved out of the way, and you didn't. I bet you that really hurts, you know, better you than me, right? Is that what he does? What happens next? It's so funny how this works. I love this. This hand comes in and wraps around the thumb. 
Okay, the hand says, I'm coming, I'm going to protect you. The arms don't know what to do. They're like, okay, we're going to draw you in. Right? And what happens after that? Because he hit hard. You start to shake. Okay? And I don't know, like the, the, the stomach says, let's get involved. And they say, we're going to wrap around you. Okay? And it doesn't stop there. The leg is feeling left out like, oh, my poor thumb. I feel bad for you. And so it lifts up. The lifting does nothing for the thumb, but it wants to help out. It's trying to draw in. Oh, oh. And then the mouth. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. The, the mouth, hopefully, is praising God. Okay. Thank you, Lord, for the pain that I'm feeling. It starts to scream. Oh! The whole body. Oh! Comes in. And then the other one starts. Ah! Right? That, this is worship. Worship is when we surround the other members that are hurting. You know, years ago I was taking a class on grieving and, and my professor said something that really just, just really rocked me. He says, why do we come together and sing? And you've heard me say this before. He says, sometimes we sing because other people can't. I'll just be completely honest with you. This last week has been pretty tough. And I had no idea. I had no idea. There's some older folks in here who said, like, we could have told you this was coming. I had no idea. I had no idea that I would feel such excitement, joy, and utter heartache. All because I drove my son three hours away and dropped him off at school. And my beautiful, sweet wife has been fighting off tears all week long because there is not a goofy 18-year-old in our house anymore. I, he and I had been going up to the core and, and, and trying to hurt ourselves on the workout machines over the last year or so. And so last week or this week was the, the first time that, that I went to the core without him. And it is so weird to just walk in there and I'm trying to do stuff and I don't make eye contact because we'd gotten to know some people and they kind of knew us as the, the father and son that were always up there trying to work out. And I saw some folks and I couldn't make eye contact with them because I didn't want to be the guy in the gym that was bawling because I, I, I dropped him off fine. We drove off fine. I got home fine. I'm there in the the core, and all of a sudden, like, I'm trying my best not to just weep. I walked out of the, my wife doesn't even know that. I walked out of the core. I think I made it. I doubled over and sobbed for a few seconds, just like, I, this is, I miss him so much. And I was like, okay, I got to walk to the car, <laughs> right? And this is what the body does, is that we come together, and we love each other. And so I, I just want to issue an apology for all of for those of you who have gone through that, and I walked around with a goofy face and made a comment like, "Aren't you glad they left?" I just want you to know, I'm I'm sorry that you went through that, and I wasn't the hand that reached over and says, "Man, I'm really hurting for you." But some of you have gone through experiences that I really haven't gone through, and my prayer is that as a body we will surround you. And for those of you who have lost loved ones, 
for our dear sweet widows and widowers. Worship is when you can come to a place and you can't sing and you're surrounded by people who love you and who will sing and give glory to God when your brokenness and lack of energy won't allow it. This is worship. And each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Love must be sincere. Guys, this is really important. We don't need to be fake. People out there, they can see it. Our kids in here, they can see it. God up there, He can see it. Our love must be sincere. Uh, years ago, I was taking a, a class on, on dating. I was in college and we were uh, having this class. And, and one of the things another professor said was, he said, ladies, if the guy is nice to you, but he's not nice to the waitress, he's not a nice guy. We must be sincere in our, in our love of all people, regardless of whether or not they have on a mask, regardless of how they vote, regardless of the color of their skin, regardless of their sexual orientation, regardless of where they worship. Jesus loved all people. Now He called them out of darkness and into light, but He still did it with love. And we must be sincere with our love because this is worship. Hate what is evil. Identify what it is. There is evil in our lives. It comes through on television screens. It comes through in magazines and in newspaper. It comes through on the little devices that we carry around in our pocket. It comes through and tries to infiltrate our heart. Recognize what evil is and hate it. Get it out of your house. Get it out of your life. Guarding your heart. Staying away from those websites. Turning off the radio or changing the channel. That is worship. It's putting God first and saying, I'm not going to allow that evil into my life. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor. Sometimes this is hard to do, isn't it? It's easy to just find yourself in, it's another Sunday, and we're going to show up. Oh, Brett's leading us in song. I might sing. Doug's going to preach. I might listen. Communion's about to come around. I'll just partake. 
we should have zeal and a spiritual fervor because this is worship. Serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope. Patient in affliction. Faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Let's skip that one. That's not a good one. That one's way too hard. Do we? Oh, man, it's here, so I'm going to go ahead and do it. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. That's really hard, isn't it? Are there any toes that are feeling smashed right now? I know I have mine curled in. I feel like the little wicked witch, you know, the little toes roll up and they go up under the house. Like, I don't want to talk about this. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. And Jesus talks about this pointedly. He says, hey, you're nice to your friends. Big whoop. I think that's what he says in the Hebrew. Big whoop. There's a lot. Of, you know, the Pharisees do that. I want you to bless those who persecute you and those who curse you. I mean, there was a time where being a Christian was fun, exciting, and cool. It was like in vogue, like mainly before I was born. You know, the 50s and the 60s, there was an expectation. Now, not only is it not popular to be there, there's kind of coming to a point where, like, if you're a Christian, you're an idiot. That's the general consensus. You want, to, you want to believe in those myths? That's ridiculous. Grow up. Listen to science. None of that happened. You're a dummy. And they spew venom out towards people who believe in a God and believe that there's a God who, is, who has created the, the earth and after watching it absolutely fall apart, humanity speaking, that He would then step in and say, I want to save this world. And people say, that's absolutely crazy. You're a dummy. And, and, and the response that Paul says is, I want you to bless the people who call you stupid and who make fun of you. Who pass you up on an opportunity for a promotion because of your beliefs. He says, I want you to bless those people because that's worship rejoice with those who rejoice i've seen a lot of this from our, our ladies uh, here especially some of our widows i've i've named before but they mourn with those who mourn this truly is worship and it's such a, a beautiful form of worship to see people gather around and love one another oops Live in harmony with one another. Just want to stop just a second. I'm not a music guy. Can't sing. I love music. Harmony is not everybody singing the same thing. Harmony is when we each have our different parts and we sound different, but we come together and it is for the glory of God. This is worship. Do not be proud. But be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. 
that's really hard. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. As far as it depends on you, do everything that you can to live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends. But leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, It is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. This is worship, is when you say, God, I'm going to let you take care of it. You take care of all the people that I don't like and don't like me. I'm going to let you have this. It's yours. You can handle the situation better than I can. If your enemy is hungry, feed them. And if they're thirsty, give them something to drink. And oh, my favorite, in doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Romans chapter 12 is... Not a completely exhaustive list. There's still others. But this is how worship is. It's not just in here. And so I'm going to ask you this week, let your worship leave this place. And I know it has. But I want you to walk into Walmart and say, I am going to worship there. Walk into your workplace and go to worship there. Kids, walk into your schools and say, this is where I worship. Teachers, walk into your classrooms and say, this is where I'm going to worship. Walk into your homes and say, this is where I worship. Husbands, when you deal with your wives the way that you handle your wives and love them and protect them and honor them and treat them with respect, that is worship. And wives, the way that you remain faithful and love your husbands, and show kindness, and forgive us when we do really dumb things. That's worship. And so we're not ending worship right now. The sermon is coming to an end, but your worship will continue. This week, I ask you to seek out ways that you can worship the Lord in all that you do. Please join us as we stand and sing this morning.